Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In My Humble Opinion. This is Jesse Tincher, joined by David, as always. So, um, we could uh, we could touch on golf first. Um, we did have someone reach out on the Spotify poll saying they'd like to hear us talk a little more about um, like golf occasionally, as well as touch on like the NBA playoffs, which the playing games start today, and the um, the NBA finals, which will you know happen couple months from now and so we'll, we'll like briefly touch on the masters because um david's pretty excited about what happened and then after talking about that very briefly we'll dive into what happened this you know early off season for the nfl because there is a lot to touch on we've been holding i think it's been a month since we've actually talked about football and it's it's been far too long so david i'll let you start since it's your your happy day Oh, I wouldn't say happy day. Uh, Jesse knows I'm not a huge better, not a huge guy. That's not, I've slowly worked my way into it. It is quite enjoyable and addicting, which is the scary part. I uh, went into this master's weekend, you know, did a little research of my own. My cousin is trying to become a PGA pro in the next couple of years. Um, I asked him his opinion on who he thought would win. So I got, some bets going this past week. I bet on Cam Smith and Roy McIlroy, fifteen bucks each. Nothing crazy. We're not rich here, guys. You know, we do what we can. And uh, I bet on both of them to win. Ironically, they came in second and third. So I didn't really win anything, but still, it's pretty happy that the two people I did bet on were in the top three. It's I feel like that's pretty cool. Obviously, Scheffler won. Played had a hell of a week. Crushed it. Had a great, like, you know, moment afterwards where he talked about how he thought he couldn't do it, this and that. Like, very relatable guy, very good guy. I think he's 25, 26, or somewhere in his 20s, something like that. Got a long career ahead of him. Congrats to him. Cam Smith, you know, start off hot. I guess you could say he choked a little bit, but, man, I think this this kid's got a lot, you know, got a lot going on for him, man. I I hope to see him keep going. And Rory was a huge Sunday. It was awesome to see. Awesome to see. And then, obviously, everyone knows Tiger. Great to see him just to finish, you know, a whole weekend and not look like he was going to fall over and immobilize. Jesse? Yeah. A um, couple of things to talk about here for from my standpoint because I had a couple hot takes. Um, mainly Which against, is wrong? Uh, no, no. Uh, I don't – I, I said Tiger wasn't going to make the cut. Uh, he made the cut. But I did also say he was going to play worse every single day. And that's what he did. He So he shot he shot one under on the first day. Round two. He shoots two over. Round three. He shoots like... He shoots like six... What the fuck? He shoots four, uh, six over. And then I think round four he shot six over again. Uh, yep, yep. Round four, he shot six over again. So like, he did play bad. Like he played worse every day. Um, conditions did get harder every day, which is also something to point out because like everyone played really bad. Um, to be honest, like day one, I watched. Um, Tiger looked. 
he was he was pretty bad off of the tee box to be honest um he he struggled like off the tee box like not hitting the fairways a lot but his short game was immaculate like he was he was just like you know putting the like getting his approach shots pretty close and then he was able to like one or two putt depending on the situation um if he like if he just missed the green he was able to you know get up and down he he his his short game was incredible the guy couldn't like squat all the way down to read putts um he was grimacing he even made a comment i think after round two about his back um so like you know he was struggling out there like uh physically but he still like performed very well uh considering the circumstances and it was great to see him back like it was everyone was freaking out on day one when he was like making like i said like making like scrambling and making like really good pars um off of like kind of rough tee shots and everyone was like freaking out it was great to see um going to cam smith he started off super hot um that was the one guy that you were looking at that i said had the best chance i didn't i didn't know how great the odds were but he's a guy who's been pretty good in the past couple tournaments he won the the players in jacksonville um he's been he's been pretty good uh started off really hot and then kind of like just fell apart the rory we kind of talked about off off air um and i you know it's it it is what it is like it's a part of golf like you can't you know try to like make excuses like saying uh like everyone else played bad and like he didn't play well till sunday because I, I brought up like what he shot each round to you and he was one over going into Sunday and he, he had probably one of the best days like ever. He he shot eight under on a, on a day where most people struggled, which is really impressive. But again, it's golf. You can't be like, well, he did this, he did this cause it does happen. And that impacts like people playing well. He holed out from, like the fairway on a par five to Eagle. He hold out, he hold out on 18 from the sand trap to birdie it. Like there were some shots where it was like crazy that they fell for him. And that contributed to like the number he shot. But again, for him to play that well on a day where a lot of people struggled was really impressive. Um, and I told you like, he hasn't been like horrible, but his thing is it recently has been consistency. His consistency has been horrible. And again, like I said, how he was, he shot, he shot like one under day one, then shot like two over day two. And like, he's just like bouncing up and down. And even in his rounds, you'd see like really, really great shots. And then you'd see really, really poor shots. Like he'd make super long putts. Then he would miss like a four footer. And it was just up and down all day. And he put it together Sunday. Yeah, that's all that matters, and he he almost pulled through for you. It's just a shame that Scotty was more consistent throughout the tournament. For sure, still great masters. Honestly, no one can complain. Man, golf golf's a hard game. Consistency's the name of it. Yep, it's uh, it's definitely consistency, and it was. I I uh, I kind of said last episode that i i like bet on i bet on xander shoffley i swear every time i bet on someone in golf you could guarantee they're gonna be horrible like i bet on him multiple times before he never makes a cut when i bet on him 
but when I don't bet on him, he'll be in the top five. I bet on Patrick Cantlay, same thing. Like every person I'll bet on, trash. Like either they'll barely make the cut and then kind of did what Tiger did and like shoot like super over like the the following two days, like Saturday and Sunday, and not even be close to contention, or they won't make the cut. And it's just stupid frustrating. Yeah, I mean, he's just unlucky. I mean, it's hard, man. Especially stuff like that. I think that's super hard, like golf, because it's a one-man show. That's why I don't like betting, like, the tournament winners. I like betting, like, to finish top 10, top 20. Or the the more fun ones to bet, in my opinion, is when they do head-to-heads, especially, like, for Saturday and Sunday when they pair people up and it's just two people and not, like, a threesome. And it's super fun to, like, bet, you know, one or the other to win, um, especially when it's like a good pairing, like like Victor Hovland and um, like Will Zillatoris, like those are like pretty fun, like up and coming young guys. Colin Markow, like some of those young guys against each other are super fun to watch. For sure, I mean, honestly, I think the point like betting to me, Jesse, as I always say, it kind of takes away. It adds more fun, but also takes away some of the fun from watching sports, in my opinion. Because then you automatically are, like, stressed out and, like, focused on those people. And, like, not everyone's like this, but some people just, like, find any little thing to complain about. And this is why they, they lost, like, I lost my bet, this and that. It takes away from the fun from it to me. Like, like I just want, I just want to watch and enjoy the sport. You to know, be honest, sometimes... I was just going to say, to be honest, I sh- should not have bet, like, blindly on, on Xander. Cause I was so focused watching him like the first and second day. I didn't watch, like I, I, I would have like, um, you could like pick players and it just shows every shot they do. And I was so focused on Xander. I didn't watch tiger all the way. I like, I would see his shots when they would come up, but like I would have rather just watch his group. And so like, I could see like the flow of the group and hear like Jim Nance talking about him and stuff like that and not have to like focus on Xander and then get pissed off. Cause the guy's, duck hucking it into the woods like or over hitting like the greens on uh almond's corner and like hitting them into the uh the flowers like 15 yards or like 10 yards behind the green i was getting furious but um you know that's we could we could go more into like golf like this is the big swings happening you're gonna start seeing a lot more of the big tournaments which like I like all the big tournaments I love was like the masters is one of the most historic best tournaments, especially like in, in the U S then we have the open, the British open, uh, absolutely stunning, uh, scenes out there in St. Andrews, like beautiful, uh, historic tournament. Um, then you have like the U S open, you have a bunch of like big tournaments that, are fun to follow and uh, well, well I I would feel more comfortable just covering like the big tournaments not necessarily like going into like every single um, tournament you know for sure alright so let's get into football um, there is a lot a lot to cover a lot of things happened um, absolutely insane um, as as we just started recording uh, I just got an alert I know yeah, I know David has it. Melvin Ingram uh, coming and visiting Miami. That would be a huge uh, add to the, to our uh, our 
our defense. I don't want to say huge because he's kind of older. Like it'd be a nice addition for sure. Like I wouldn't be upset about it. It's still a lead veteran leadership. Um, we needed more edge help. It. So, uh, I have to pull up, you know, a list of all like the acquisitions. Um, I have that and, up too. And movements just because there's so many, I don't want to miss any crucial um, things. We're going to start with the AFC East. That's just the order that I, I have this on. Um, Buffalo Bills are the first ones. Um, you know, kind of minor, not huge acquisitions, but still good, um, especially for a team expected to be, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Uh, Sign Matt Barkley, trade for Case Keenum. You always need solid backups if you're expected to make deep runs, and especially when you have a, a, a running quarterback. He's not a run-heavy quarterback, but he does like to run, and he's more physical. Um, you always need to have like very solid backups to help you uh, if, if your quarterback doesn't miss some time. I love this signing. Um, replaces Cole Beasley, Jameson Crowder. Huge signing. Stays in the division, uh, which actually helps. He knows how the other two or other three teams in the division play because he, he's played uh, for the Jets for multiple years. Brought in Duke Johnson again. Stays in the division. Uh, extends Stefan Diggs on a huge deal. Isaiah McKenzie, they they bring back. Me and David love this signing here. Adding him with Dawson Knox, OJ Howard. Um, we've really liked him since college. Uh, didn't he didn't get like a fair shot uh, in in Tampa? Uh, really hope he does get a, a a real chance here. Even though Dawson Knox looked to have um, kind of make himself a name in Buffalo last year. Uh, so they, they did bring in some offensive linemen, uh, but for the most part that those were the, the key signings on the offensive side of the ball. David, how do you feel about these? Yeah. As I've said, like Jesse, and I feel like I've said this to everyone over the years, I feel like the bills are one of the best run teams in the football, national football league. They just make smart signings. They don't tend to really overpay people too often. They draft well. They don't like just get rid of draft picks too easily. They just make a lot of smart deals, you know. And I, I think that's huge. Like said, there's just a lot of like good moves here, solid moves. Like I love resigning a bunch of these guys. Roger Saffold had a great year last year, even though I still would like him to keep Daryl Williams at, uh, you know, because I thought he had a solid year for them. Uh, I think Roger Saffold's definitely a great upgrade at guard. You know, Duke Johnson adds to the running backs there. So we think they might even draft one. We'll see. I like Jameson Crowder a ton. I like that signing. I honestly think he could be just as good as Cole Beasley or better. I think better. Uh, obviously obviously going to op- open. I, I think with the idea of getting rid of Cole Beasley, he was older. Obviously, Jameson Crowder is not super young, but he's definitely a little younger. I'd say this opens up the floor more for McKenzie and Gabriel Davis. I think that's kind of the point. And then OJ Howard now allows him to run two tight end sets a lot more, which I like a lot. Hopefully those guys stay healthy. And, um, you know, I really do like what they did on defense, you know, stocking the D-line, bringing back Phillips, who had his best year with them. Settle will help. Also, Tim Settle at D-Tag will help. Shaq Lawson, who's familiar. Obviously, Jesse and me talked before, Daquan Jones. Obviously, everyone knows about Vi- uh, Von Miller. Massive signing. Going to be huge for their pass rush. Still think they're going to address that in the draft. And then 
they uh, brought back Siren Neal, who I think is more of a special uh, special teams guy for them. I think the only thing I would say is they need to address corner. They let Levi Wallace go. Again, me and Jesse kind of talked a little bit of this before. I think just continuing to add to, um, you know, their DBs, especially corner, and then I would say pass rush, and then maybe throw in another offensive lineman and maybe a running back. I don't really think they have crazy needs here besides corner. I would say that's the only pressing need with White coming off the ACL. Uh, and then, yeah, if you're ready to move on to the Dolphins, Jesse, you want to jump on that? Yeah, so you uh, touched on the defense again. Von Miller, Jordan Phillips. Uh, like you said, they need to address corner. They still have plenty of picks. I think that will be touched on in the draft. Um, yeah, so I'll run through the Dolphins, the next one. Um, Teddy Bridgewater signed as our backup quarterback. Bring him back home to Miami. Uh, he's a Miami Northwestern alum. Good to see him home and, you know, just have a stable guy to, to back up Tua if he misses time due to injury or, um, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't think realistically he will uh, play for Tua, like take over the job, unless, you know, we're the season's gone with all the talent we have for whatever reason. We just don't win enough games. But uh, highly unlikely, I think. Uh, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert brought in to be like kind of the one-two punch. I uh, like these two signings, especially Raheem Mostert having the experience with uh, Mike McDaniel. Tyreek Hill, the biggest acquisition, um, most surprising for sure. Uh, Tyreek Hill traded to the Dolphins, then we give him a massive contract. This was uh, out of nowhere, out of left field. It was like, you know, in the morning it was kind of like, hey, Tyreek Hill is disgruntled and he, he requests a trade. And then a couple hours later, Jets, Dolphins come to the forefront and then an hour later, boom, he's on the Dolphins. Ecstatic. Absolutely ecstatic about this. Um, we trade away we trade away Devontae Parker, but we also bring in Trent uh, Sherfield, Preston Williams, Cedric Wilson, re-sign Mike Jacecki, re-sign Durham Smythe. Uh, another huge acquisition, bringing in Teron Armstead. Huge contract. Brought in Connor Williams. And then, uh, yeah, re-sign Emmanuel Ogba on the defensive line. John Jenkins re-signs. Resigned Duke Riley, Landon Roberts, Brennan Scarlett, uh, or renegotiated Xavier Howard's contract. Um, a lot, a lot of moves. Yep, for for sure. Um, obviously, Tyree Hill, like just said, is the biggest of them all. Gave up a lot of picks. Obviously, kind of going all in on Tua includes obviously the signing of Cedric Wilson, who I think me and Jesse really love that signing, and so would our friend Brandon, who who's been on the show. I like the Edmonds signing. I think he's going to be our pass catching back. I do like the fact that we still have Gaskin. Honestly, personally, Gaskin, Edmonds, Mostert, I really like that because I don't really trust Mostert's health at all. And even Edmonds obviously has a little sketchy, sketchy history with injuries, at least the last like, two years. Frankly, so, all three of them do. Well, if yeah. they're awkward in there too. I just like all, all three of them, you know, there. And then obviously Alec Ingold, who's a solid fullback. Nice little pickup. I like to bring back Preston Williams. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I think he could have a bigger role because we need a bigger receiver. Obviously, the O-line, massive. We're all excited for that. Still think there's a chance we sign a center. Maybe J.C. Trader, baby. Even if it's not J.C. Trader, just someone else, I'm okay with that. Defense, I mean, yeah, re-signing those guys were good. I, I'd still like, you know, maybe uh, another linebacker. Or, you know, there's still some big names left. Not that you have to go for big names, but, like, some guys I think are more established, more experienced, you know, have been better statistically. And then I personally have said I I'm, I would like to add another pass rusher slash another, like, 
maybe D tackle that can get some pass rush going. I'd like that. But I mean, honestly, I think we've had a super successful off season and there, I don't have really any complaints here. Honestly, I don't, I think we're pretty much set up for this year as long as we can stay healthy and Tua can take a step forward, which I do see that happening personally. I don't know how big of a step, but I think there'll be a step forward if he can stay healthy. For sure. Um, here we go again, like the roller coaster. You know, it's like the the beginning of like a roller coaster where you're like just ticking up. You know, just anticipation's building. You're like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, and everyone's hopping on. Um, let's see, uh, let's see if they could meet expectations or at least um, show a lot more promise. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, because that's clearly what we've been missing for years. Um, that's why we bring in an offensive-minded um, head coach. That's why we went after all these offensive uh, players in free agency. Um, really hoping this is the year for us to uh, put it together, but we'll get into it clearly as we go through this list of all the other teams who have made many, many moves and acquisitions. The AFC is just insanely loaded in my opinion it's hard to prevent this as a commissioner but like it i know they never would but part of me wants it to be like all right let's take away like a couple wild card spots from the nfc and give them to the afc because the afc is insane but that never happened we'll just move on yeah total contrast from the first two teams i mean total contrast from what the Dolphins and a lot of uh, a lot of teams in the AFC Patriots not doing much. Um, don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time on this. You know, they they sign Ty Montgomery, which is interesting. Uh, resigned James White, who was hurt all last year. Traded for Devonte Parker, which was interesting. But uh, resigned Trent Brown. Resigned Jawan Bentley. They get Mac Wilson. Uh, bring back Malcolm Butler. The Devin McCourty resigns. They signed Jabril Peppers, who could be interesting there. Um, but other than that, nothing. I, I mean, yeah, I really think Parker, getting Parker and getting Peppers, and resigning Trent Brown and Jawan Bentley are pretty much the big moves they did. The corners and Butler and Mitchell are like whatever. Obviously Slater, great defensive guy, like our special teams guy. I mean, honestly, I I I like the Parker trade. I think that was good for them. Sucks kind of for, I think it kind of sucks as a Dolphins fan personally, but it is what it is. Part of the business sucks within the division and to the Patriots. But yeah, but like just said, I think Peppers can be very interesting. I think Jawan Bentley had a bigger role last year and was pretty good for them. So we'll see that. We'll see what happens with Mac Wilson. They love those Bama guys there, but nothing crazy, man. Honestly, kind of a disappointing off season for them. And I really think a lot of people are shitting on them for that Marcus Cannon trade. They just kind of gave him away for nut peanuts, you know, kind of a weird, weird scenario there and like other than and you know <clears throat> just letting jc jackson go for nothing kind of kind of crazy that was know? the biggest thing to me that's like if you had to make a winner's losers list of the early free agency they'd be on my losers list just purely letting jc go and just not doing anything just watching everyone in the afc just sign everyone like money doesn't exist i think they're just they're the patriots well they believe in coaching and their philosophy and their system and you know we'll see we'll see what they do in the draft i guess uh i I don't think you can make a full ruling on people's off seasons until you see everything they do yeah fair enough like um just just to be the guy like not like really trying to get too into it but like 
we always say it's just the Patriots and like they'll find pieces and they'll like make these guys play better than what we all expect, whatever. But realistically, they have been a pretty piss poor team when it comes to drafting. Um, it wasn't like they just lost players. Like they lost, um, they lost Josh McDaniels. Um, like they lost their OC. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't trust them to be the best at drafting either. Cause they haven't proven to be for years. Um, and also just seeing the moves, even the jets who is a dysfunctional franchise, they've attempted to try to make moves. Like there've been multiple reports that came out that they were in on a lot of players and just didn't get, you know, a lot, but at least they were trying, you know, they still had a great off season. I agree. So let's, let's move on to them. I love what they did. I mean, if you're okay with it, I'll go through it this time. Um, Flacco, I think Wilson has a good relationship with him. Good veteran presence. May not really play, but like I, I think that's a guy that I would love to have a backup. Been to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. Mike White obviously had his moments. Not bad. Resigned Coleman, Tevin Coleman at running back for cheap. One year, $1.5 million deal. That's not even bad. Braxton Berrios came alive a little bit. Now Jameson Crowder gone. Should get him some more touches. Something I love that they did was the signing of Conklin and Ozuma. I think a lot of people think that Ozuma was a little bit of an overpay. I might agree with that, but I think Conklin could be a steal. He had a pretty solid year underrated last year in the Vikings. So I think that's going to be really – like that duo is going to be really nice for them. And I still think they have Herndon. I'm pretty positive. Um, we signed McDermott. Obviously, Lincoln Tomlinson would be the biggest of their signings at guard. Huge add to the O-line again. And there still be a chance they might draft an O-lineman. Man, really trying to protect Wilson there. Resigning Feeney at O-line and this guy Nathan Shepard at D-tackle. Solomon Thomas on a on a flyer. He's been with uh, Salah before. Obviously, I like that. I think Jacob Martin was on the Texans last year. Had a pretty decent year. DJ Reed, a lot of people love coming from the Seahawks. Really, really love that. I like Jordan Whitehead, too. I think that was a great signing. And then, obviously, bringing back our boy LaMarcus Joyner. Gotta love that. And then Greg the leg, you know, that's a nice little pick. I really, I really, I do see a lot of improvements. I really think they've attacked both sides of the ball pretty well the last two years. I honestly think Joe Douglas has done a pretty hell, a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. Uh, hate the Jets. Uh, but I, I think they did at least like, at least make moves. Like they didn't, you know they were big. They were in the Tyreek Hill. Apparently, they're really big into DK. If DK becomes available, um, like they're trying to like give Zach Wilson the best opportunity they can, which you you have to respect. Like you don't know what the player is gonna like what they can bring to the table if you don't at least try to support them. Um, makes sense. They still have picks. Uh, I like what they did. I I think there is a chance that the Patriots can finish last in the, in the division. Um, I, I agree. I, I, I like what the Jets did. I agree. I think they addressed a lot of needs. They had they have a lot of holes, but they also addressed a lot of them. Um, let's see how they attack the draft. Two picks in the first round. Exactly. Exactly. Top 12. What was it? Two picks in the top 12? I don't know. Either way, like they, they got plenty of room to work. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see what they do. I, I, I think expectations are definitely raised for them. Um, and it's just a shame that, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I could have sworn I saw not too long ago 
um, that Robert Kraft was kind of upset with the lack of moves that the Patriots had made in comparison to the rest of the division because the rest of the division just went off. Like, So it's picks four and ten. Yeah. And um, they have two second round picks, 35 and 38. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to them. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like trading out of 10, uh, falling back to like mid to late first rounds for teams who like might come up for the quarterbacks or whatever would be a pretty smart move. Um, I they could hypothetically leverage the like the high second round picks with like ten to to jump up higher or like the four to I don't know why they would but they hypothetically could. Yeah, I mean I just can see them turning back from both. I think four they're gonna wait and see what happens with the picks in front of them first unless they get blown away. And then, I mean yeah, ten I think is a great spot. And I didn't even notice this. they still have a third and they have two fourth and then two fifth. Like they have all like hot pretty like good. Like, a lot of really good picks. They can make a lot of really good moves and bring in some solid people. But I agree, Jesse. I think you're, you're probably going to see them trade back or they're going to play the wait and see to see what happens and wait until the last minute to make a trade. But they can end up with – I'm assuming they're going to go out of four positions here. One, the least likely I think is receiver, but I think it's going to be corner, pass, rush, O-line are the three positions that they're probably going to pick out of. Yeah, I like I like edge and, and corner. I mean, they got – did they get PJ? Oh, they got Jordan Whitehead. Okay. I was going to say maybe safety too. They got Jordan Whitehead signed, re-signed. And Joyner, LaMarcus Joyner. And they signed DJ Reed at corner. So, yeah, I mean, that was a good signing. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, we got the AFC North now. <clears throat> I don't know if you want to go over the Ravens. Not like, again, not much going on there. I mean, I think two years in a row, like, it's just the Ravens have kind of been, like, just kind of slowly bleeding out on letting people go with some cap stuff and just it's hard to keep people. Obviously, they were still pretty good last year. I mean, signing Morgan Moses was decent. They lost to Villanueva. Um, Staley should hopefully be back. That's kind of nervous right there. Um signing Marcus Williams was a huge signing. I think that was the best thing they did, but I all honestly, personal opinion, don't think that was the right move. Not because Marcus Williams isn't a young, 25, I think he is, 26, great young player. Been nasty pretty much every day he's been in the league. But I don't think safety is the type of position when you're clearly struggling with other things and with cap. I still think, I think Bateman's going to have a good year this year. I, and obviously they have Andrews and Brown had a better year last year. I still think they could use another receiver, personally. O-line's been really bad issue, banged up. Running back, obviously a lot of guys are coming back. Hopefully they can stay healthy. Corners are coming back, but they're not super young. I mean, I don't know, man. I just think you could have probably invested your money better. I don't hate it. Mark Swims is nasty. To snag him is great. But we'll, we'll see, man. I, I don't really love what they did so far, but at the same time, at least, you know, they got Campbell and Pierce. That's a nice little duo. Morgan Moses, Moses kind of plugs a hole. And then Marcus Williams, obviously, you can't hate the signing. Kids young, kind of fits their timeline. But, I just, again, they're the team that drafts pretty well, though, so and develops pretty well. So I'll give them some space and see what they do. But they've, honestly, I feel like been like a slow leak every year, like little by little. So that's the difference to me between them and the Patriots. Um, I, I agree with that the Ravens are typically – 
a better drafting team. The Patriots have historically been very poor at drafting. Um, but let's move on to Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl last year. How do they build on what some saw as a lucky season? Um, Crush it. Crush it. They, 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 they damn, yeah. They, they, this is going to be the common thing. There's going to be a lot of teams that crushed it, and there's going to be teams that did absolutely nothing. There is no in-between, really, like in the AFC. It's, I mean, obviously, I think you, I would say the top three teams that we talked about right now are Bills, Dolphins, Bengals and Bengals. I think everyone's followed it that follows football. First of all, sneaky signing. I think everyone thinks this is a sneaky, so maybe not so sneaky. Hayden Hurst at tight end. Well, Love it. Can I ask a question before we go on? Uh, upgrade. I, upgrade. Like, 100%. Upgrade. Easy, easy. I, I, yeah. I agree. I was like, but they're like, yeah, sneaky side. I'm like, bro, he's definitely better than Ozuba. Like, I'm yeah, patching him. Not even maybe close. not as like a complete like tight end, but Obviously, Collins, crazy awesome signing. Getting Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, you you pretty much solidified your O-line there, pretty much. I still think they could – I mean, Jonah Williams had a good year last year. I could still see them drafting someone Why if not? they really wanted to. Just add to it. Obviously, B.J. Hill uh, re-signed, re-signed some D-line. And I think that's the only thing they kind of like is what I've heard. They let some people go on the D, like D-line. Not the best, but still – Overall, resign Eli Apple. People are gonna hate on that. I don't like. I don't dislike it. I think he like had some some good moments there for them. Obviously, I still think they need to add a corner uh, next to Ch- uh, Chidobe. Um Trey Flowers resigned one year deal. Nothing crazy. Franchise Jesse Bates. Hopefully, they figure that out. I mean, honestly, it's very top heavy. But and what they did this off season, but like, they're when key, you go crucial to Super positions. Bowl, yeah, you know. When when you have such an elite quarterback and receiving core, and I would say even running back room, like you don't need to go crazy. And their defense was really good last year, and I don't think you know it's going to be worse. I think that I think what they did in this offseason is going to allow them to be more aggressive in the draft at on defense, like assessing the defense. Yep, uh, I, I like you said. Um... Some people might see it different because Eli got torched at the end of the year. But, like, re-signing Eli and Trey Flowers, um, it doesn't make corner a massive need, but it creates, like, a great competition if you do end up drafting, you know, in the top three rounds of corner uh, that could compete. Uh, it th- There's nothing wrong with having competition, especially high-level competition. And uh, it, the as the, the old saying, the cream rises to the top, you know? So, like... Why not put a, a high, like a relatively high draft pick in competition with these two guys who were solid, um, but could be better? I, I, I think it was a great idea. I, I agree, and you never know, man. I mean, there's still room. You know, there's still free agents to be signed. This is us just going off pretty much everything that's gone down so far. So I think there's still some moves to be made. Not saying that they necessarily will, but you never know. Uh, so Jesse, uh, let's go to our, you know. I would say our Browns, but and I'll let Jesse go off this one. I know he obviously you know I'm a little bit of a Browns fan. Jesse is a big Bakers fan, so Jesse. Yeah, this one this one hurts a little, but you know, um, I don't knock the Browns for doing what they did um, to an extent. Uh, like I, I think there's probably like out of the 32 teams in the league, like 26 of them should have been inquiring and in talks. Like to what what it would cost for Deshaun Watson. 
Um, but biggest acquisition of Deshaun Watson traded to the Browns. Um, still question marks potentially of him being suspended. How long? No one knows. Um, so they bring in Jacoby Brissett to back him up and Josh Dobbs to back up because Baker has seen to be out the door. Um, a lot, a lot of mismanagement from the front office, from my standpoint. Um, I don't think I'm horribly biased, like as a Baker fan, but, um, I, I, I think it could have been handled differently. Um, and, and the Browns clearly showed their cards, which kind of, uh, diminished any leverage they had in trading Baker. So now a lot of teams who not a lot, but the teams that are interested in Baker, are just waiting. They're just holding out, knowing that eventually the Browns are just going to cut them so they don't have to pay them. Um, and then they're just going to come flying in for them. But it is what it is. Uh, another huge trade, Amari Cooper for the Browns. I I, I like that. They need to um, – apparently they're still in, in the running of getting um, Jarvis Landry back. Uh, Jakeem Grant signed. Uh, as a Dolphin fan, love Jakeem Grant. Love to see him succeed on other teams, but, you know – fumble the ball a lot and get hurt on the Dolphins. David Njoku from University of Miami re-signs or gets franchise tagged, which is odd to me because they love him so much, but they don't play him that much. But they did let go of Austin Hooper, so hopefully that opens up playing for him. Um, you know, re-signed Chris Hubbard, signed uh, Ethan Posich, Chase Winovich from the Patriots, signed him. or tra- Actually, he was in the trade for Mac Wilson. Uh David's boy here, Tavon Bryan from the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Florida Gators. Uh, yeah, like the obviously the big moves here were were Deshaun Watson that could turn any team into a Super Bowl contender. For sure, and getting Mari uh, Cooper for a bag of peanuts compared to these other trades, it's still baffling to I think everyone. And not to mention, it's on top of still having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Hundred percent. I mean. Regardless, of, I think I mean not saying that they obviously they want Watson to play, but it, I don't think Watson's going to get suspended, most likely for more than like six to eight games max, which obviously isn't great. But I think Brissett could hold down the fort, and obviously some speculation that you know maybe they'll keep Baker to play, which you know I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. And they also have Josh Dobbs, which I don't hate that move either. They got basically they got three guys right now outside of Baker that are like a little more mobile, so. Maybe they're looking forward to that in that sense. You know, a little more mobility. Not like anything like running, but, you know. I don't think Jacoby's more mobile. I would, yeah. I definitely think Jacoby's more mobile. Hell more no. Mobile. You did he not watch him. In college. He was more mobile in college. Definitely more mobile. Yeah, he's, it's like eight, ten years removed from college. You should have seen him on the Dolphins. The guy literally was like a, a freaking semi-truck trying to move. Dude, Baker can't. He's not mobile, though. Like he's not. He's like he's got some shiftiness in center, but he's never gonna be a guy that I would have trust to run the ball. Reset has run the ball in his life. Yeah, but we're not saying his career, we're saying like where he is right now. I like I he would so he would do the like short yardages just because he's a big boy. But like I yeah, would still has more. I don't know. You don't think he has more? Like I mean Okay, it's close. it's close. I'll give you that one. That one's close. But obviously, these guys have a little bit of uh, mobility to them. Some maybe not running ability, but some shape to them. Again, obviously, all kind of hinges on Deshaun Watson, and we'll see what happens with Baker. I think he's just going to end up getting released, or they're going to finally work out a trade where they take back some of it and pay for some of his contract, and they, you know, 
get like a late round pick, but we'll we'll see what happens with that. Jesse, you want to touch it on uh, the Steelers? Obviously, first thing. Yes. Kind of some very shitty, sad, awful news. Yeah. So uh, last team in the AFC North, Steelers. Um, you know, I, not ironically, but the first guy labeled here is Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, signing. Uh, unfortunately, he did uh, pass away over the weekend. Um, it's it's a shame. Guy seemed he he, he seemed to kind of like lose his way when he first got into the league, um, and seemed to have like re refound, um, you know, the proper attitude and and uh, motivation and drive to be a successful NFL player uh, when he when he joined the Steelers, and unfortunately, um, just you know circumstances passed away um and you know moving on from that they uh the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky to presumably be the starting quarterback he was supposed to compete with Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph um now it's just Trubisky and uh, Rudolph I think Trubisky is going to be the starter um you know they re-signed some players they did let some players go, but they did uh, bring in, you know, Miles Jack from the Jaguars. Um, yeah, they they brought in Levi Wallace from the Bills. Love that. Yeah, Akil Witherspoon, Carl Joseph, um, another sneaky guy, as you like to call him, Gunnar Olszewski from the Patriots. Um, good special teamer, teamer guy, um, mainly a returner, but uh, – he, he could be a receiving option, especially considering they lost James Washington and, um, and Juju. So, yeah. Uh, I think Jesse and me can both say that, you know, he's obviously, I mean, the whole thing with Dwayne Haskins, obviously being Ohio State fan, you know, watched him play had a great year, the year he was a starter. Sad to see it. Obviously rest in peace, prayers up for him and his family, his wife, Anyone that was close to him, obviously terrible. I, I think me and Jesse and a bunch of other people touched on us. We really like the Mitch signing. We'll see what happens. At worst, obviously, he can be a placeholder. I think he's obviously better than Mason Rudolph, in my opinion. Even though he hasn't been play, he hasn't played in like a year or so, like uh, as a starter, I think he just brings more potential, more mobility at the minimum. Um, probably even more arm talent, honestly. Probably and less then, helmets to the head too. Yeah, and then obviously, like I, I we see them drafting a quarterback at some, a quarterback at some point. I like that they signed, you know, Mason Cole and James Daniels to add to the O line. Obviously, that was a big issue with them last year. And yeah, I, I really love uh, the Witherspoon trade last year, anyways. And I really love, um, I love the Levi, Levi Wallace signing. Super underrated guy that I've liked since Alabama. So yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, obviously Miles Jack. I think was a good pickup too. We'll see. They've kind of had some issues. Devin Bush kind of been a disappointment. Shorbert didn't really kind of live up to what they wanted. But I, I feel like Miles Jack's a little younger, a little more athletic than, you know, Shorbert. I think uh, this could be a solid offseason for them, honestly, so far. Um, we'll see what they do in the draft. I assume they're going to draft a wide receiver at some point. But losing, you know, obviously, like Jess said, Juju and James Washington, kind of tough. But I also think that kind of shows the faith they have in. Deontay and Claypool. Yeah. Um, so just for the sake of like not sitting here for like two hours, um, we'll end right here. 
Um, so we'll continue next episode with the AFC South, um, the AFC West, which, my God, there's going to be a lot of talk about in that. Um, hopefully we'll get into the NFC East, you know, NFC North, NFC South, NFC West, because um, there's a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, really looking forward to getting into that. Really appreciate the love and support. As always, give us a like and a follow on Instagram and Twitter at IMHO Sports Pod. That's IMHO Sports Pod. Um, let us, I'm going to put a poll. Let us know who you think has, was the biggest winner, or like you could do your top three winners um, in free agency so far and your like top three losers. Um, I'm curious to see it, like if people have the same ones because there are a lot that you could say as winners. Um, lesser pull to say that we're losers, but I'm definitely curious to see what everyone thinks. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate it. As always, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.